Hello and welcome to Remotely Working, the podcast where we discuss productivity, intentional living, health, and leadership for remote workers with the goal of helping you integrate your life and work well. My name is Justin DeRose, your host and the founder of Effective Remote Work. This week, we're talking about why managing your emotional health is important. In my opinion, managing emotional health is an underrepresented and an overlooked skill in both the productivity and the work worlds. At its core, Emotional health is the person's ability to accept and manage feelings through challenges and changes. These feelings can be both positive or negative, and being able to choose how you're going to respond in a circumstance, no matter how you're feeling, is a picture of peak emotional health. In today's episode, we're going to get into why the ability to manage your own emotional health is important and some ways you can get started in developing these skills, but first I wanted to talk a little bit about my own personal journey with emotional health. When I was a teenager, even through college, I never really got angry about anything, but to be honest with you, I found myself depressed in seasons. And actually, I didn't realize until I was a grown adult and started learning some of these emotional health skills that I was actually pretty deeply hurting inside It took until I joined a group of other men who were learning how to process their emotions in a healthy way to really realize that I had some stuff going on inside that I needed to deal with. Some hurts from earlier on in my life and just not really knowing how to process the things that I was experiencing on a day-to-day basis. Throughout the course of that group, I learned some amazing tools on how to work through processing my own emotions. And as a result, a focus on emotional health became core to my life and the way that I do nearly everything. That group came at a time of major transition in my life. And after and about that same time that I was going through that group, I really started moving into my career. And what I found is that these emotional health skills, being able to process and recognize my own feelings, but also being able to recognize feelings in other people and kind of see where they're coming from really helped me in the professional workplace. Being able to empathize with someone else who's frustrated because they have a specific problem with their computer allowed me to navigate those situations much more effectively and de-escalate conflicts in certain circumstances too. There are a lot of benefits that come from learning how to manage your own emotional health. So let's dive into why it's important to learn these skills. First and foremost, probably most important, is that it develops self-control in you. When you're bottling up emotions day in and day out, and you don't have time to process them, or you don't know how to process them, those emotions will come out some way. And they usually come out in the way that I like to frame it is sideways, which means you're blowing up at your spouse, you're getting angry at somebody else. A prime example of this is that years ago when working in the IT world, somebody was just flat out yelling at me because, well, as I started to ask questions and figure out what was going on, I thought it was something to do with our IT service that we were providing. I found out that this person actually had a death in the family and they were going through the grieving process. And sometimes when you don't recognize you're going through something, or even when you have just intense emotions that you're dealing with, sometimes it comes out like that. Sometimes you get angry at other people, even though they're not actually the cause. As I've mentioned already, another great skill that comes out of being able to manage your own emotions is empathy. When you can recognize your own emotions, you can also more easily see things from somebody else's perspective if they're having a bad day. 
in that situation where this customer was blowing up at me angrily, I was able to recognize that there was something going on. And so as I was talking with them, I was able to empathize with them in their situation to be able to navigate that conversation to figure out the root of the business problem that we were trying to solve, but then also recognize like, hey, I'm really sorry that somebody passed away in your family. In that very moment in time, the whole conversation changed just because I was able to recognize that she's a person and that she had real things going on. And it wasn't just this business transaction that we were worrying about in that moment. Learning emotional health skills also gives you the ability to persevere when things are challenging. In a way, being able to recognize that something is frustrating you or is making you feel angry allows you to disconnect from the situation in some regards. You can talk it out with somebody else. You can process through it because emotions in a large regard are just like a dashboard light on your car. When you're feeling upset, when something's going on, it's just an indicator that, hey, maybe there's something here that needs to be dealt with. So when you're dealing with challenging situations, The perseverance comes from the ability to get to the root of what's causing those emotional issues, say a death in the family, say that you just had a fight in the morning with your spouse, or maybe you're having a challenging couple of weeks or months with your children, or maybe it's COVID-19 related in the pandemic and just all the stuff going on with that. It's causing you to feel all these different feelings inside and maybe you're not handling it as well. But when you recognize that, oh, I'm feeling this way and then you can kind of trail that down further and say, oh, this is the cause of it. Then that empowers you to be able to make decisions and have conversations with those that are close to you about maybe how you can solve that problem and therefore give you vision and give you the ability to persevere when those things are challenging. Additionally. Learning how to recognize your own feelings increases your ability to communicate that with other people. This just really develops more intimate relationships in general. When you can say, hey, I'm feeling really upset about this, that gives the other person an opportunity to empathize with you and deepen that relationship. But that's also a risk too, because you're really showing what's going on inside of yourself. In a workplace setting, especially in remote work, If you're having a crappy day or if you're having just a really hard time with a situation or in a season, I mean, we go through this transition, especially if you're new to remote work, you'll go through this transition where you'll hit bottom and it would just like really not feel great because it's a huge change for you and the way you're working and the way you're doing life in a lot of regards. But if you can recognize that you're there and communicate that to your boss or to your coworkers, they can help encourage you because more than likely they've been through that exact same process as well. Also, I think one of the most significant benefits and most broadly applicable of managing and having these emotional health skills is self-awareness. Other people call it mindfulness. When you have the ability to recognize what emotions you're feeling and potentially what's causing those, We talked about this a little bit already, but it does give you the ability to adjust and make better choices for the future. So for example, if you have a routine in the morning that's just driving you nuts and it's causing you to be anxious, maybe you're getting up a little too late for work and you just kind of just go with it every day because you just kind of have this routine that you've you've fallen into. If you recognize like, I feel so stressed out by this and then you figure out why you're feeling stressed out every single day, well, then you can choose to build better routines. 
Also, if there are certain people who stress you out because of their choices that they tend to, you know, say things a certain way or they're maybe not the nicest people, because let's be honest, there are people out there who aren't the kindest. Being able to recognize how other people cause you to feel allows you to communicate those things to them if those relationships are important to you, or it allows you to set boundaries with people to say, hey, you know what? I'm not going to engage in that. I'm actually going to stay away from this person because you're able to recognize that that person is affecting you in that way. So how do you start to manage your emotional health? How do you start to build some of these skills? There are a few easy ways you can get going. Probably the number one that you'll hear recommended if you do any research on emotional health at all is journaling. Journaling is a easy, private way to process through your emotions, to process through your day, what's going on. For me, where journaling really kicked off wasn't just logging down everything that happened during the day, but it was when I recognized that it was a place I can process something that's going on in my mind, in my heart, that might be affecting me at a given point in time. And just taking even a couple of minutes when I'm having a difficult time to even write down saying, hey, I'm feeling upset and frustrated because X is going on in my life and just starting to dig into that a little bit. Like I said, even for just a couple of minutes, I recognize that things are a little bit easier for me to process through going forward. I don't have this weight that is setting on my shoulders when I write things down like that. And then it also helps me do something else, which is another way to build these skills, which is it helps me to communicate to other people what I'm feeling. Probably the most important thing that I have found that I can do in continuing to build and cultivate emotional health in my life is to communicate what I'm feeling with my wife. If you have a spouse, start talking about how you're feeling, things that are going on in your day, things that you feel frustrated about, and talk about it in a way that is just like saying, I feel this way when this happened. Especially if you're dealing with a close relationship saying, you made me do feel this way, especially if you're dealing in a, a relational context with that person automatically puts that other person on the defensive. So when you're learning how to communicate emotions and feelings to other people, start with I statements. Use I felt this way when this happened. You can use I statements in regards to conflicts that you might have with a person, or you can use them in communicating something that happened in your day that made you feel upset or that made you feel sad or whatever it might be. Being able to continually verbalize those feelings is a good way to just build this habit, build this process of emotional health in your life. Now, what if you don't have a spouse? You can either talk to a parent. If your parents are around, you might have a close friend that you can call up or text and tell them about your day. Wherever you are in life, Find somebody that you can talk to on a regular basis about what's going on inside of you because that will help hone these skills. Now, what if you just don't even know where to start with uh, feelings and even how to communicate those? Well, there's a great resource online and I'll put a link in the show notes to it and it's called a feeling wheel. The feeling wheel is a circle of emotions and you start in the center at kind of the core emotion. After starting at that core, there are other levels of words outside of that core on the feeling wheel. There's about three different levels that get more and more specific. So say that you're feeling angry. 
you recognize that. You can go to the feeling wheel and say, okay, I'm feeling angry. Well, why am I feeling angry? And there's another level of words that say, well, okay, I feel aggressive. Okay, well, there might be another more descriptive word for that. I say, well, I feel provoked. Oh, okay. Well, what provoked you? Then you can start to dig into it a little bit further with these feeling words. And the more specific that you can get with words really increases an emotional intelligence in you. It gives you the ability to more specifically communicate to yourself and to others what you're feeling. So, okay, you might be asking the question right now, this is really great stuff for me, but what does this have to do with remote work? Well, the truth is, it has everything to do with remote work because remote work is part of your life. One of the topics we're talking about on this podcast in a kind of broad arching theme is work-life integration. Work is not separate from your life. Work is part of your life. It's one of many aspects of your life. Your emotions and the things that go on inside of you are part of your life too. So if you're having a crappy day because of something that happened at home, that's going to affect you at work. Or if something terrible happened at work or disappointing, that's going to affect you at home. So in order to be able to process through those emotions, those things that happen actually gives you the ability to better handle both your work and your home life because you're the one who's at the center of it. If you can process through your emotions that happen anywhere in your life, it gives you better skills and the ability to make better choices about how you're handling yourself, both at work and at home. That closes out today's episode of Remotely Working. Check out remotelyworking.net to subscribe. Give us a feedback by emailing us at hello at effectiveremotework.com. For more free resources designed for remote workers, head over to effectiveremotework.com. My name is Justin DeRose, and this has been Remotely Working.